So the buyout program, the purpose of it is hazard mitigation, and it's to buy out private properties as a way to prevent development from ever happening there in the future. So once they're bought out, they become open space. Um, they're not used. They're open in perpetuity. They're not redeveloped. And um, it might just be a passive open space, or it could be the sort of thing where there could be trails, access to the creek, something like that in the future. For a property to be eligible for a buyout program, does it need to be a certain amount of damage done to that property or maybe no damage and they just happen to be in the floodplain or the flood zone? So it actually depends on the program. There's two buyout programs. One program's funded through FEMA. The other one's funded through HUD. That's the CDBGDR program. The FEMA program, um, it does need to be um, a certain level of damage. It needs to be what we call substantially damaged, which is 50% or more of the value of the structure. Um, So if it's substantially damaged, it would qualify for the FEMA program. Um, and it has to be in the floodplain to qualify for FEMA's program. We have a number of properties that weren't in a regulatory floodplain, and that's where the HUD program, CDBGDR, steps in, so we can purchase the property through that program instead. Um, CDBGDR, it doesn't need to be substantially damaged in order to purchase, um, but for both programs, you'd have to have a willing seller. So it's not the sort of thing we could coerce someone or force someone into. They have to be coming forward willingly. So all of that alphabet soup is one basically a federal program, the other a state program, or is the HUD one still? That's a housing They're both and urban federal. development. Exactly. Housing and urban development. They're both federal programs. So the money to buy out those properties will come from the federal government. That's correct. In terms of the value and how much a homeowner would get, what mm-hmm. is how is that value uh, agreed upon. So the FEMA program, it's pretty clear. The value that we offer is the pre-disaster fair market value of the property. And that's determined by hiring two um, state licensed residential uh, real estate appraisers. And we average the two together. And that's the offer price. The HUD program, CDBGDR, um, the, it's the same um, method where it's the pre-disaster value, but only if the property is in the regulatory floodplain. If the property is not in a regulatory floodplain, so we have a couple of properties that were damaged by landslides. They were nowhere near a regulatory floodplain. Right now, the rules say we can only offer the current fair market value, which is really tough because for some of these properties, um, I imagine they've got mortgages still on them and the house isn't there. It's severely damaged. So in order for them to participate, um, well, the, the property owner might not be able to participate because it might not cover the mortgage, you know, what's left on the mortgage to only get the current fair market value. So um, we're actually working right now through the state of Colorado, through the Recover Colorado office, um, to seek a waiver from HUD to be able to purchase those properties at the pre-flood market value. So if that waiver is approved, everyone will get the pre, pre-flood, pre-disaster fair market value. Will that waiver mean that it will be federal money or will state money come in? Still federal money, but it's really just um, the the federal government recognizing that these properties were severely damaged. They are in a hazardous location. It's really inappropriate to redevelop them. And um, as a way to uh, ensure that the property owners can participate, we'd be offering them the pre-disaster fair market value. Natural disasters are completely different in every location. Are you dealing with a set of rules that are very specific to floods, to landslides, to what happened in Colorado? Or is it a one-size-fits-all federal program? It's a one-size-fits-all federal program. So uh, the FEMA program, um, it, it's it's meant for anyone who's in a regulatory floodplain. A lot of what FEMA deals with, though, is coastal flooding um, or riverine flooding. It's not flash flood corridors like we see here in Colorado. So that's a little bit different. Um, and then 
the HUD program, the CDBGDR, that money was actually appropriated as a result of Hurricane Sandy. And so that's where our money is coming from. And it's all tied into rules and regulations related to Sandy, um, which is great. The rules make sense for Sandy, for coastal New Jersey and coastal New York, but they don't recognize landslides and they don't recognize flash flooding. So what are some of the major barriers beyond what you've just talked about Mm -hmm. there, say the landslides not being recognized in the same way? What are some of the other barriers facing homeowners trying to get the buyout? You know, um, I I think the longest thing, right, the the biggest thing right now is just uh, the duration, the time it's taking, um, which is not unprecedented. We've talked with people who have um, experienced similar disasters like um, following Hurricane Irene in Vermont and um, the buyouts just take a long time. It's There's a lot of money at stake, and we want to make sure that we do it right. Um, we want to make sure that we are purchasing properties that are eligible. We want to make sure that people aren't receiving duplicative benefits in any way. Um, and there's just a lot. Um, there are a lot of boxes to check off before we can actually start passing any money around. Now, you are dealing with people in the county. So people in lines have a different circumstance because they're dealing with the town of Lyons but you're dealing with people in unincorporated Boulder County? I'm working with unincorporated county, the unincorporated Boulder County and I'm also helping um, Jamestown uh, a little bit um, but Jamestown is administrating their program to the best of their ability Uh, but the town of Lyons is administering their own buyout program. How many people are you dealing with looking for the buyout? Um, I'm working with about 50 to 60 families. And those families obviously can't live in their homes? Are they in many ways still playing are those families still paying a mortgage on their homes? Are they paying rent somewhere else? What are some of the circumstances? It is, it's all over, it's across the board. It, it, it really depends on the family's circumstance. So some families um, lived there a really long time. Um, the house was paid off. They um, So they didn't have a mortgage. And so they've gone from owning a house outright to now paying rent somewhere else. Some people qualified for temporary rental assistance as part of the flood recovery program. Um, there are a couple of people out there that actually are paying rent and mortgage. Most people, it seems like, are focusing on rent and their mortgage is either in a moratorium or in a forbearance or the lender is is processing a foreclosure right now and they're sort of racing against the clock. If you were to get a foreclosure, then it would be the bank's problem now about the buyout? It would be the bank's problem. The bank would then own the property Um and the bank could either sell it, which has happened already in a couple of instances where the foreclosure has gone through and there's a new owner that owns a flood-damaged property. Um, that new flood-damaged property owner is eligible for a buyout program, but only at the exact price they paid for it. So in in most circumstances that I'm aware of, the price they paid for it is much less than the offer price that we were offering to the disaster-affected property owner. So, um, and the purpose is we don't want to have like a profiteering sort of situation. Um, and my understanding from those couple of instances is that those new owners aren't interested in a buyout. They'd like to redevelop and, and that's fine.